0: Why not sports, it impacts your everyday life Why not sports, it's more than on and off the court Why not sports, hey Why not sports, D-Murph You a fool for this one one. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on everybody, this the big homie D-Murph with another Edition of Why Not Sports with Yours Truly. Wow, today makes episode three zero definitely a special episode for me. Um, have a special guest. Before I introduce the guest, definitely want to bring up a few things on why I'm having this show. Um, before I start, I want to give a shout out to Q from the Critical Dump. For helping a brother learn the ways of technology. But um, thanks Q. But um, this episode is special guys. Because um, there's a lot going on in our world. In our society. And um, I had people reach out to me. Regarding love you pops. And they found out that I had a child. My daughter. Which has Latin roots. So. That allowed me to have people come my way and just proud of me for sharing my story. And they also have a story that they want to, you know, show and display to the show because we feel or they felt that it was a lack of information such as what it's like to either be a biracial or multicultural or mixed person or um, the parent to be in that similar situation. So um, I know I have future guests. I have one now, but I also have Miss Devin Raquel, who was on the segment of the DMERS Full Court Press, and a couple of former teammates that were uh, either mixed, biracial, multicultural, and even some podcasters that we listen to today that you guys might not know. So that show really has opened up doors for me to use this platform. So, no further ado, would like to introduce my guest from the midwest a big supporter of why not sports and big roy. shout out to you too homie miss kales hi Hi, kales.
3: thank you for having me on
0: Oh, absolutely absolutely so guys like i was saying earlier this is episode 30 behind the scenes with kales so so kales how was your
3: weekend i had a fabulous weekend okay. i had a very busy weekend this weekend um, but it was good. It was it was so funny because I was like, I'm gonna have lots to talk about. Okay, awesome. because it was all basketball, oh, me, like the whole weekend.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Well, we're gonna get that. We're gonna get to that part for sure, but we're gonna save that for last. But in the meantime, for the Why Not Sports family, could you please that might not know you? Can you please just introduce yourself and let them know the podcast and what you do?
3: Sure. Um, my name's Kels, and I'm from the Real and Raw podcast, and. Oh. Yeah, um, our show, we started it, um, I guess, I think it was like back in August. Oh, okay. August, September.
0: So you guys yeah. start the same time I did?
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably about similar times. Um, what got me into podcasting is I went on um, Jones um, from Stakes is High. I went on his show. Shout
0: out to you, Jones.
3: Shout out to him. Um, he's kind of who. I've been listening to him because we Are from the same area and so Um I, I'm Obsessed with podcasts I've been listening to Him because I work at a desk all day And you can listen to music For so long but then It's like I needed something else so <laughs> I needed Something no, more music. than just music like right. Sometimes I still just need music just to get That vibe but right. um I needed Something more so um I had gotten into podcasts and started listening To his right. and um, I went on his show, and then I was just, uh, me and my, um, it's actually a really good friend of mine. We used to work together, um, but we don't work together anymore. And really, um, um, Lou and me just thought, you know, that would be the perfect way for us to be able to like connect and, you know, talk and, you know, kind of spend time together and also do a podcast. So
0: that's kind of how it got started. Well, I will tell you this, and this is um, something I would like to say. Even though she started either before the same time or after, "Real and Raw" is a very successful podcast. Um, I think you have over what three hundred followers at least on SoundCloud, correct?
3: You know, I'm not sure exactly how many followers on SoundCloud, it's a but lot. It's, it's it's yeah. It, you know, and I think that all of the um, collaborations and. Just all of us um, podcasters meeting up, yeah. we kind of help each other in like getting listeners to hey, check out this podcast, check out this podcast. Right. So, because I'm we're getting new ones like every day, so that's cool. I love it. Yeah,
0: right. And the reason why I say that, guys, because uh, the big homie still uh, under a hundred followers in SoundCloud. So uh, last time I checked. When I was, uh, I think I went back to listen to your wrap up from 2016, where I was a <laughs> featured guest. Thank you again, appreciate that. Um, yeah, you. you had over 300 followers, so just continue to do what you're doing, and I'm definitely glad to be um, here with you on my 30th uh, episode. So, um, so like you said, you are from the Midwest, and um, so how was? So how? Just basically tell 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 the listeners how uh, was your upbringing growing up in the Midwest.
3: Uh, i grew up in a really small town most people probably don't even know what it is um i usually just say marion because at least they might know marion gotcha the town i actually grew up in and went to school was gas city okay um so it's like literally like a seven minute drive like a, a road divides marion and gas city gotcha gotcha so how um,
0: far would you say that's from indianapolis
3: i am about 45 minutes to an hour to indy and about 45 minutes to fort wayne so we're kind of like right in the middle between fort wayne and indianapolis yeah okay okay yeah
0: and um so were you into sports or were you like like so like you say like you're a graphic designer now right
3: right right Yeah. were
0: you always into graphic designing and, and real artsy as you were I growing was up? always into art. Yeah, yeah, I was
3: always into art and drawing. Um, I did do sports. Um, my dad was a huge sports fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wanted us to... My brother, I'm the middle child. I have an older brother and a younger sister. Okay. Um, me and my sister were really into swimming. That was kind of our main sport. Oh. Um, but I also did softball, Um I did basketball, but I was terrible. Like I was (laughs) really bad. Gotcha. Um, But I did do that, and then we were cheerleaders. Me and my sister. Um, My brother was played like basketball, football, and baseball. Okay. And um, he was just he was an excellent baseball player. He actually he played um, football and baseball in college. So
0: so it, it is in the bloodline.
3: Yeah, it is in the bloodline, but like. Me and my sister. I mean, I we were pretty good. Well, she was just okay, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we. I was a pretty good swimmer. Like that was definitely where I had my best ability. It was in swimming.
0: Well, her brother, because I'm tall, so I get to just stand up. So I really don't have to use my swimming skills at all.
3: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You so shout out to you, Kales. Yeah, my brother I I'm the shortest of the three of us though. So my brother is um six five. So mm. I'm like was hoping my son will get some of that hype because I'm the shortest by far.
0: <laughs> it's all good, it's all good. So speaking of your kids, uh uh let the listeners know how many kids you have.
3: I have two kids. I have a twenty three year old daughter. What? I know, I know it's shocking. It's
2: shocking. <laughs>
3: Um, I actually had her I got pregnant my senior year of high school oh, okay. um, so I was a young mom with her and then um, we had our son 10 years later so I have a 13 year old so gotcha. there's a 10-year gap between them so
0: and that's and that's had, another thing too I appreciate that and um, another reason why I'm glad you are part of this show is because my mom had me at 16 as well and we'll tell we'll talk about it later how sports especially for your son has been yeah. a positive uh, impact Um, in your life so um as far as the kids go um um i know you were saying that you have a 23 and a 13 year old um Uh and the purpose of the show like i said the kids are biracial yes so how have that experience uh been for you as a single mom
3: um well when i had my daughter um Racial speaking, like I grew up in like a very, uh, it was all white. Um, my parents were not for the interracial dating. Mm -hmm. Um, they, when I got pregnant, um, it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessarily, it was hard, it was really hard on my dad. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was, it took a while for them to come around. But once my daughter was born, um, it was like, Nothing. It was like in love immediately. Love at first sight. Love at first sight. Yeah. yeah. Um. And my dad and my daughter actually like had a really strong bond. She actually named her. She has a daughter. She's getting ready to turn one. Wow. Okay. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, she actually named her after my dad because my dad passed away. Um. At sixty. Um. He had a a lot of health problems from his late forties. Um. And so, he passed away, and then my daughter actually named her daughter Denny with I. To keep the legacy going. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. Um, so, I think a lot of things, um, you know, I wasn't raised in a home where we even really discuss like, nothing racially derogatory was ever said or anything. Um, and I honestly didn't know that it would be an issue until it was an issue. Um and in the '90s, where we were, there was a lot of um, racism and prejudice,ness and um, so it definitely wasn't easy at that time um, with my daughter, um, just because of you know basically society was still not very accepting where I lived as far as interracial dating or you know the way that biracial kids were viewed. It was still um, pretty, I guess, taboo or whatever. Mm, okay. Um, so, it wasn't easy at that time, but I definitely, um, me and her dad were, you know, we were teenagers when we got together, but, oh. you know, we very much, like, I mean, I was, we very much were like in love, and mm-hmm. um, his family, his mom was really always supportive, um, she was just, a real um, She's always played A really strong role In my life As far as um, Just being supportive as, And my mother too I mean both of Our moms were always You know my mom Came around And she was supportive um,
0: Pretty early on too So I got a question For you Kills um, And I know you did An episode with Jones If you want to let The listeners know mm-hmm. About that Before I ask this question That'd be good too So shout out to Jones From the Stakes is High podcast What was that episode
3: um, it was the result of interracial dating, and it it kind of goes more in depth of this. Um, actually, it's like, it's a lot about um, what happened during that time. Perfect. Yeah. perfect. So, yeah. uh, what
0: I'm doing, guys, is almost like the sequel after Jones' uh, episode with uh, Kels when uh, yeah. when she first started. So, um, but I wanted to just ask you a question. So, you saying it took a while for either mom or your dad uh, to come around? If you you said it didn't grow you didn't grow up in that type of uh, household, so what do you think? Why do you think it took a while for them to love you as well as the kids, even though they were biracial?
3: Well, the kids like it didn't take. I mean, like they never they loved my daughter from jump, okay. so there was never an issue there,
0: Okay.
3: and they didn't. Um, I mean, they loved me definitely through it all. I just think that. Um, there was a guy that um, went to school and he had it rough um, he was biracial he was a few grades older than me and I think that my mom and I think they honestly thought it would really be hard on, on kids and it really can be if people keep that closed mindedness you cool.
0: know so they was they was planning for the future as far as You know, the situation, how it could be on how today's society, or even society as a whole, because it was definitely, you know, I'm sure it was back then, and maybe it's worse today, but it's still not healthy in my eyes.
3: Right. I mean, there's still definitely a long way to go, but I think that, I still think it's come a long way. Um, But obviously, I've still had, um, still dealt with a lot of different issues with race and prejudice towards um my kid like my kids as far as in their school and so forth so okay
0: and and I'm glad you said that so what again as a parent what uh, obstacles did the kids have to face being biracial um
3: my daughter I did send her to Marion okay. which is a more diverse school and I did that um, because I wanted to be sure that um, it wasn't going to be the racial tension that I thought there would be at Missing a Wall, which is where I went. Gotcha. Um, and she really, um, I, she really didn't have a whole lot of issues because it was a very diverse school. Okay, good. Um, so she had friends of all colors, um, but um, her best friends to this day are, are girls that are Mainly um black or biracial, gotcha. honestly. Um, those are her tight girlfriends.
1: Gotcha, gotcha.
3: Um those are the people that she's really best friends with, but she did um change schools for like a year and a half and went to Miss mm-hmm. Um it was after my dad died just because she was having some struggles.
0: I understand. Anytime you lose a loved one, it's definitely hard to yeah. take in.
3: Um, so there were some things that happened um, Where she wasn't necessarily accepted But She's like a really strong girl And um, she has a great heart And she didn't really She just rolled with it Um, She didn't let anyone tear her down So um, She's always been really secure in who she was She's always um, Been close to both sides of her family So I think that Having that and knowing who she was Definitely helped her to be able To handle those situations
0: Good. And the reason why I ask, because I I, like, I tell my daughter, I said, I said, Ma, I said, you have the best of both worlds. Uh, (laughs) You know, as a parent, and I was going to ask you this uh, once I got done, but I think it it, it helps you as a person um, when you can, when you have other ethnicities and people from different backgrounds and culture feel comfortable to come to you. Yeah. You have that that, that warm, welcoming spirit. And even in the corporate world, it has helped me out a lot. So, how have you overcame or or what what helps you to keep being strong for for your daughter in this case before we go to your son um
3: I just knew that um, the world the way that the world is like if we're ever gonna be progressive and um, to move forward I just had to instill in her to love herself um, be proud of the person she was and you know carry herself in a way that um she was proud of who she was and um i think that i was raised by strong mothers, strong grandmothers and um i think they instilled that in me just to be always proud of the person that you are and if people are going to be negative about you like that's going to happen but you just got to push forward like right. i just wanted her to be the best person that she could be and definitely what is what really matters is who you are on the inside so right,
1: right, right. if people
3: were going to dismiss you or not like you because of anything having to do with your skin like they weren't worth they weren't worth it you just got to push on yes ma'am. because you can't let negativity pull you down
0: and, and i was going to ask you that too um what positive outlooks have you gained from being able again before we speak on baby boy as far as um, you know I guess in this case baby girl uh, yeah. what positive outlooks have you seen um, with you you know being uh, a Caucasian a woman raising basically a black girl in today's society
3: um, I think that obviously I can never teach her I can only teach her from what I know as being a woman um, she's very close with her nana which is um, her dad's mom um And I think that um, their bond and their closeness um, obviously helped her in a lot of ways where things that I necessarily couldn't understand um, as far as, like, my daughter's hair. um, You know, I didn't obviously know what to do with it, and I know that stereotype.
1: Right, right,
3: right. But what I did was I... I sought people out and I made sure that I had her hair done because I definitely wasn't going to be that girl that had the kid with the crazy hair, you know? Right,
0: right. understand, understand, Um, understand.
3: So I I educated myself on um, black culture Mm -hmm. and the things that I felt were important. Um, I wanted her to have a diverse um, outlook on life. I wanted her to... Feel good. Um, So I just think that having that relationship with her dad, with her um, Nana, and then I've always been a very open minded person. I always wanted to educate myself and know as much as I could, not uh, about every culture. Like, I'm a person that is very inclusive as far as like I like to know a lot of things about just people in general. So, um, I think that was pretty much the biggest thing is just definitely trying to make her just be a positive person um, overall and, you know, been supportive. And her and her dad, her dad and I were together most of those years. Um, So she had both of us and grew up with with her parents both together at that that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just think that, you know... Being positive and teaching her to feel good about herself was the the main thing. And
0: that's and that's and that's crucial. And I again salute to you, Kels, for providing those type of characteristics because it's hard for people to instill those in them. I mean, to steal to instill those in you. So for a parent to be like what you're doing and actually embracing and learning our culture. I think that's good because then that shows, you know, uh, baby. I'm gonna call it baby girl. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, that, that shows baby girl that hey, if my mom can do it, I can do it too, and and not you know playing the fence um, between uh, well this side and this side. Um, right. And now okay. a baby boy let's talk about baby boy. So, um,
3: now there's a difference. A short <laughs> difference. Daughters and,
0: and sons. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So for baby boy, baby boy, uh, he does play ball. Like you stated earlier in the show, you just guys, you guys just got done, um, playing in a tournament and winning it all. Correct.
2: Correct. Congratulations.
0: Yeah. I wish I had to, uh, um, uh, clap, uh, background, but yeah. um, definitely, <laughs> definitely congratulations on that. So, um, just tell me what have basketball done for your son.
3: Um, one thing I'll say he I think we started him playing sports. He had a lot of energy from a very early age. So I knew I was gonna have to keep this boy busy and everything. <laughs> right. Um because there was no way that I could keep up with his energy level. He had to be um, challenged, And he was just a busy boy. He gotcha. just always was bouncing off the walls, always wanted to be just doing things. So I knew sports was going to play a very important role in his life from early. And we had him in sports as early as four. He was already playing basketball. And um, I, I I put him in pretty much every sport. He's tried basketball. He did baseball. He did football. He did wrestling. So
0: he was pretty active.
3: Oh yeah, because <laughs> he was he was um, he needed to be.
0: Yeah.
1: he
3: had too much energy I that know. he needed to have an outlet to use his energy. Why so not I, sports? Gotta love sports. It definitely is a
0: good outlet. And like yeah. I was telling you before, Kels, my mom she was in a similar predicament and she saw the energy that I had but for me I guess because I was always tall and it's kind of like oh well here's the basketball but I thank God for her for that because obviously you know my story for those first time listeners um I play ball um end up playing um collegiate ball with a full scholarship and basketball in particular taught me to work with no matter where you grew up no matter what race and also gave me key qualities to help me um, in the real world So, um, as far as baby boy what made basketball the number one sport
3: that was just the sport that he um, thrived in it was a sport that was fast paced for him Um, baseball he just didn't let it was too slow for him (laughs) um he's a fast-paced high-energy kid so basketball just was his draw where he he just loved it Mm -hmm. um from an early age he's loved basketball he i have pictures of him from as young as two years old when we had you know the little tyke oh yeah 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 um so it's just that's been the sport that that feeds his soul, I guess, good, you know, good. and that's why I wanted to put him in everything because I think that I wanted him to be able to try everything out, and then whatever was the sport that he was drawn to, right? Um, because I, I'm always one that I want kids, or I like to with my kids, is to kind of I'll guide them and put them in things, but I wanted them to kind of find their way as far as what. What they enjoyed and what was um, something that was fun for them.
0: Right, right, right. So before we get to the glory days, far as the championship, just like anything that you want in life, before you get to the top, there's usually going to be some type of setbacks or quote unquote some things that might try to slow you down. Can you just talk to the listeners um, of your journey, um, having your son as a, a, a as a small black boy or a small black kid trying to make it in the area that you guys were living in.
3: Yeah. Well, I might also say, I I picked the opposite route. Me and his dad discussed it. And um, he does... um, It's not really something I really share often because um, it's a sensitive topic for him. Mm -hmm. Um, But he does have ADHD. Mm. So um, that's something that in the classroom... Um, going to Marion versus Mississinewa, Marion schools is just—it's—it was a tough choice. But I ended up, my sister is a teacher, where okay. he goes to school, and um, I just needed to kind of keep a good eye on him to to just help him to do the best that he could. And he's always been really intellectually, like his grades have never been an issue. Okay. So I've been lucky with that. But um, it was just trying to keep him on the straight and narrow as far as behavior. And again, because he has that high energy, um, you know... And he he is good in the classroom, so sometimes if you get bored, you know, sometimes you can act out a little yeah, bit. I understand. I'm a... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm a man and I still do that. <laughs> right. Uh, and he, he gets it pretty um, honestly because he likes to be, you know, the class clown and so forth. so, sometimes I'm like thinking, uh, I can't imagine why he did that, but... Um, so we, we ended up going to that school, and that school is much less diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, he's been going to the school since he was in kindergarten. Okay. Um, and always was, you know, pretty much one of the best on his basketball teams throughout the years and so forth. Um, he just really loved it and played hard. And, I mean, we've sent him to basketball camps. Good. We've um, gotten him... Um, trainers that work with him I mean because he loves it so um, he and my um, he, his father and I um, it was just like if that's what he loves like we're willing to invest our time and, and money in that
0: and that goes um, a long way too by the way so continue to keep that up trust me it yeah. goes a long way
3: Yeah, I think, like, some of the camps that he did, um, the first camp, it was supposed to be just a day camp, but they didn't have enough, Mm -hmm. so it was going to be an overnight camp, and I was, like, really nervous, because I think he was in fifth grade, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can let my baby baby go to an overnight camp, but, um, he went with some, um, a good friend of mine's, um, boys, and they were a little older, and, and they had cell phones and so forth, so, um... And they got a room together. They made special arrangements to let him room together with those boys that he knew. So I felt he was like in a protected place. But um, yeah, he's went to the Purdue um, basketball camp. He he just absolutely loves going to these camps, and I think that. The thing about camps like that for a young kid is they get to see these, see this college life. Right. They get to see these basketball players, right. you know, and it really gives them that ambition to be like, man, that one day I want to be like that. Correct. You know, and um, so that's why I thought the camps were cool and important, um, just because it's a whole different experience for him.
1: Good, good,
3: so, good. Um, yeah, and then he's played AAU ball, um, so he's just really been active in basketball since very early age. Yeah,
0: good, good, good. good. Also, I know you was telling me about too. You said uh, some of the coaches, um, even though your son has the work ethic and he is one of the most talented guys on the team, you still had to reach out to some of the coaches. Can you just explain to the listeners why did you have to? Uh,
3: yeah, this is kind of when. Yeah, this is kind of how things went downhill um, because, again, like, his experience in basketball had just been really great. Like, not that he didn't um, have bad games or, or, or anything like that, but he, he just really had a love for the game. And once he got into junior high, it, things kind of changed as far as, like, um, his first year playing in junior high, They he never started. Which Mm. even on his AAU team he was a starter, but I was like, it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. who cares about starting? It's about playing. Right. Um, But they really like. It just felt like they weren't really giving him the right opportunity, and I really think they wasn't
0: giving him the right opportunity.
3: Um, I think part of it is in small towns, there's there's politics that (laughs) you don't realize how these politics are until you you really see it up clear. Yes, ma'am. and even that and even in that year, um, the coach was black, so I definitely wasn't pulling, oh, this is, you know, because he's black. Right. I definitely didn't want to do that and I still don't want to say it I believe that it's more of a good old boys' club and so if he uh,
0: he wasn't a part of the in crowd as far as the as far as the, the certain players right at the coach.
3: Right, right, right. And me and his dad were never parents like You know, I tried not to be a parent to be like, Oh, why aren't you playing my son? Because like I said, my daughter played sports and I think the thing is you know your kid's ability. Like I don't wanna say she was terrible, but (laughs) she had opportunities. We knew we knew, you know, if she got in the game, we were happy to see her in the game. Right, right. But you know you know your kid's ability. And I've never been um, one to be like, my kid's the best. Um, because I don't think that he's the best player, but I think that he's pretty darn good. Yeah. And I do think that he, since junior high, um, his spirit has gotten broken a lot. Mm. Um, just because I don't, I feel like the opportunities, um, I feel like it was almost a blocking of him. Like, it was a blocked opportunity. Mm. Um And then, um, again, like I said, for him, he's never, he's always, he was always a starter until he got into the sixth grade. He never had not started a game.
0: And that's when the politics started?
3: Right. And he's never started a game since he got into junior high. Wow. He's never started.
0: But you guys are still being champions and and getting the publicity, but he's still not. And he's one of the most productive guys because I've been able to uh, get the information as far as the stat line and...
3: Well, that's just changed, though. That is just changed. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he honestly was getting... They actually ended up putting him on the B team. Mm. And after everything that we had been through this year, that is when I had 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 it. Mm. Because... And I'm not saying... like It's just I know my son's ability, and I don't want to seem like that parent that is like, ah, but... I I kind of had, had it when they did that. You
0: defending your son because you like you said earlier in the show you knew he had or you know he had the love for the game, but now right. as your baby boy and the love is starting to go down or he still not or he doesn't show that that spark as he once had as a parent it'll make me melt. So, oh, I, I can only imagine.
3: I would go. I mean, obviously, I, we would go to every game, and me and his dad like it was heartbreaking for us because we would see him on the bench and you know. He would look at us, and he just—it was just—it was sad. It was hard for as a parent to watch. Mm-hmm. And after every game, he was ready to go, and his hell, head was low. And mm-hmm. it was just—it was hard as a mom to watch this. But you know, we kept trying to be like, you know, these are the lessons you got to learn. You got to work ten times harder. Right. You know. You know, if you're not part of the in crowd in crowd yeah. you just gotta work harder you gotta outplay them so they can't keep you off the court why not sports
0: sports has key qualities and characteristics as I said in numerous shows to help your your son is getting qualities and tips to help him be alright in the real world
3: actually right. outstanding in the real world yeah cause you gotta you gotta build that character um I didn't want him to ever be a kid also that thought it was too good to play on the B team.
1: Right. You he go. wanted That's any true. time.
3: You know what I mean? That's good. And I, wanted, I never wanted him to feel like, oh, I'm too good for that. So I was like, you, when you get out there, if you're playing on the B team, you go out there and play like you're playing for the championship every time. There you go. You know, I i said, it doesn't matter. Whenever you get in, you play your heart out. That's right. all you can do. You at, know? Least
0: he was, at least your support made him realize, just stay ready. So when opportunities do come, he can knock it out the park and be ready. So again, that's that's salute to you for doing that.
3: Well, and that's what me and his dad just kept saying, you know, you just got to keep working, keep working, keep working. Keep your attitude up, cheer on your team. You know, don't, don't hold your head down. No matter how your emotions are inside, sports is one of those where you kind of have to Put on a brave face and and deal with that later. You well, know what I mean. Too, Carol, I want to
0: say this too because I'm back to your son because he is learning things adults struggle with. Yeah. Oh, I'm not getting the yeah. raise or I'm not getting the promotion. So f you. I, you know, this person slept with this person and just you know how people adults get yeah. when things don't go their way. Yeah. So for you and his father to actually give him again key tips to let him know, hey keep a smile on your face. You're going to play, but when they do call your number, be ready. Once you reach a certain point in his life as an adult, he can be like, oh, I've been through that as a kid. This is nothing. So that's definitely something I want to, you know, uh, salute you for. Again, this is just saluting you, Kel, like I said, behind the scenes that uh, maybe the listeners might not have known about you. So I definitely want to thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity and this platform to do so. So continue, though. I just wanted to just say.
3: No, I mean, it's been hard Like I'm This This year definitely Was probably Because as a mom It's heartbreaking And I would really get Um Because I I said I had to go Um Cookie lions on them Uh oh <laughs> Uh oh That's for the empire show Out there Ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Out there Cookie lion Yeah she uh
0: Yeah she don't play And she yeah, loves her boys
3: <laughs> I don't play When it comes to my baby But I I also Didn't want Because you gotta let your child Also grow to be a man Right so it's a fine line because I don't want to be, like, coddling him. Like, oh, you can't, you know. So I I let this season, this is the second season that we've been going through. I didn't say a, a word last year. Okay. Um, so and the was same going thing. on
0: before then.
3: This is our second year going through
0: Oh, wow, through this. wow. So I guess the so first it, time you were just kind of like, okay, well, let me see how I feel. Let's see if as far as yeah. developing him. So next year, which is now, right. he should be in a different position, correct?
3: Right, and I never, I really didn't want to be like, this is a race thing.
0: Right.
1: You know,
3: I really didn't want it to feel, I didn't want it to feel like that. Right, right. And even though I, in my heart, I do feel race plays a role, even to the coaches, even to everyone, I never used that, like, because I don't want, I never wanted my son to use that. I never want him to use that as... Well, I'm not getting this because I'm black. I'm not, you know, I didn't want to give him that. Um, so are these
0: coaches the, the same coaches from before that wasn't playing them? You said the no. black coach? No, this is a different group. Oh, okay, different, it's a different group of coaches. Okay, yeah. for my listeners out there that I just want to make sure I, I you know, yeah. I put that out there so we all on the same page. So these coaches yeah. are not black? No. Okay. No. Okay.
3: And this goes in, and the, again, this is school ball. Gotcha. Okay. You no. Know? Okay. So, this is through the school. This isn't, um, you know, AAU or anything like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, at the beginning of the year, my son thought he was, he got the impression he was going to be one of the, um, what what do they call him? Not the, the captains. Okay, yeah, one of the captains. He actually thought he was going to be a captain, thought he was going to be a starter, and, and even told us that, you know. So, we go to the first game. I actually had to just walk out.
1: Mm.
3: Because it was so hard for me to see him get done like this again. Um, his dad was there, and I just was—I was so upset just because I couldn't believe how it went down. So, like I had to walk
2: out.
0: So before you walked out, and your son thought he was going to be a captain, what made you walk out? And how? And just from your from your perspective, how was your son able to be considered to be a captain, but not play? In that short of a time friend. i don't
3: know i mean i don't know if he was confused <laughs> okay that's why i'm asking just for my you know i don't know there. um for me it was just like oh my gosh this is gonna happen again wow so for me i like literally started crying i'm i'm an emotional woman so I'm, i i like i had to get out of there because i just was like i can't believe this is gonna happen again um, because we're like halfway in the game, and there, he's still sitting there on the bench, and I was just like, "Dang," mm. you know. So as the season is went on, um, he was literally maybe getting two minutes a game. Wow. Um. So it was it was rough, and he he was sad after every game. He
0: what was, did you do to keep his spirits up? Well, what did you do as a parent? To make sure that your son still was still going to practice and still going to the games, because he could have quit. He could have
3: said, "Mom, you know what? No, I say, I'm done." No, that's, that's not. That is not an option. Okay. All right. I All wouldn't right. let him go out like that. I said, "No matter what, you're gonna go out with your head held high. I don't care. We're not quitters, and you're gonna you're gonna play. That's you know, great. you're gonna go every time. If they don't see the potential in you, that's okay because some some coach is going to. Absolutely. So. You have to continue to go. You're going to go to every practice. You're going to give it your 100%. Wow. And um, you're not a quitter. Like, we're not quitting. Because to me, it was like, that's what they want you to do. You know? Church. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Right.
0: Even as a you know as well.
3: quitting, is, it, quitting is giving everybody that didn't believe in you that, see, he's just a quitter. Right. Like, no. We're not doing that. Yep. You're going to go, and you're going to play. Good, good. Um, the final straw for me, and the season is about over when this happens, but the final straw was when I actually had to miss a game because I had to keep my granddaughter because she was really sick, and no one else could make it to the game, and so I wasn't there, and I found out that he now no longer is playing not even his little two minutes, but wow. he's no longer even on the A team. Now he's a B team player. And um, so that's when I kind of had it that was the last draw. So it sounds
0: like when you wasn't there It's was kind of like Oh man it's an opportunity To not play him So it also sounds like When you were there And the times that his uh, father was there That the coaches kind of seen That it was kind of like Man you know let's play him But not But that's basically that's what it kind of seemed like Because I ain't gonna lie When I was coming up was The coaches um, They knew who parents was at the game And if their right, parents were right. at the game They made
3: sure they played them At least that one minute though But yeah, that's definitely, I think that definitely is how it was. Because I I was like, are you kidding me? Right. So I think that was like the last straw for me, where I was like, "Mm, no matter what, there's nothing else that can happen. And this has been the second year, and I had had it. Right. And I put together, I mean, it was was obviously very positive, as far as like, I, I didn't go uh, I didn't go low. I wasn't trying to drag any anything else. I just wanted to say, you know, as coaches, you have really broken a spirit. Right. And you should recognize that. Right. Um and I just wanted them to know, you know, that's all he cares about. That's right. his only love. Right. And you don't have to believe any, but I do. Right. And um, you know, and at this point, then, we, me and his dad had decided we were going to change schools next year. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it just felt like there's nothing that is never going to change. And well, two years is more than enough time to give a
0: coach and staff opportunity to see what they have. Right. You, know, you, did, you guys did the right thing in my eyes, too.
3: Um, but then since I sent that, again, I got zero response. Nothing. I didn't get... Uh, Anything back, yeah, you not. are a
0: concerned parent, though Kels. As a as a role model in that school, they just like a teacher. If you reach out to a teacher, the least they can do is acknowledge your concern, whether yeah, they're telling nothing. the truth or not. You know, in front of your face, at least they can acknowledge that they did get it.
3: Yeah, I got nothing. Um, hmm. nothing back from either. Um, it's a father and a son coaching team, and I sent it to both of them, and neither responded. Wow. So I was just kind of like, "All right, you know." And my whole thing was nothing. They can't do nothing they haven't already done. True. So it really doesn't matter if he never plays another second. Like, oh well. Right. Like it didn't matter at that point. I think that that's why I didn't want to be that parent to be like, "Oh, you know." Right. Well, lo and behold, everything changed after I said that. Hmm. Okay. Um, shockingly I mean he's still never started <laughs> right. but they started playing him huh? and they gave him the chance that he needed mm-hmm. and he's done phenomenal ever since um, his spirit changed
1: yeah.
3: I never saw them even speak to my son like you know how coaches talk to him on the oh, side absolutely yeah none of that was happening until I sent that message Everything
0: changed. And what type of example are these guys setting for the other members on the team, though? That might be in the same position as Hill? Like, I'm like, if I'm there are other
3: kids that are in the same position, and there's other parents that are feeling the same way as me, because again, that's why I really try to say, not it's a racial thing. I think it's more of a popularity thing Got because you. the other kids that I feel are also being done the same way are, are white kids. Um, I do think that the other black kid on the team, I think he's received a lot of that too, but I see where uh, you're coming from. And uh,
0: Mikael, just bring up a point though. They might have thought of it like that. Well this can't be considered racism if, you know, we have guys that are white going through the same thing. It's like where we work at. Right. You know, if you're not basically if you're not in that in crowd, you're gonna have to work ten to twenty times harder to even get acknowledged or get the opportunity to, to show your talent. So, right. a lot of people in those coaches' situation, and this is why not sports on and off the court, they do the same thing in the real world. It's, it's oh, just yeah. that balance. Oh,
3: yeah. Like, this is real-life experiences. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. at your job. So, it's not going to be the
0: obvious. It's
3: not fair in, in life. It's just right. not, yeah. you
0: know? Yeah, that's and the thing I'm learning.
3: That's another lesson I wanted to learn. You know, it's not always going to be fair. Right. But when you get your opportunity, and that's what I've been... So proud when he got his opportunity, and and they flipped it like a switch. I, I was shocked. <laughs> like be held against him. Yeah. I didn't think that they would really do anything, especially because I never got a response from them. Right. I just figured they were just like, oh, she's just like a complaining mom or whatever. Um, but it really did. At least um, the the ending of this season has, and I'm like, for them, I wanted it to be an experience for them to see. Because they have to see the difference in how he is.
0: Correct.
3: You know, I wanted them to also just know to continue to coach. You also, all of these boys are going to be different. You right. gotta, as a coach, as as hard as it is, they're still thirteen-year-old boys. Right. Um, and you can really break them. So you have a responsibility as a coach to try to build them up, not only as ball players but as young men. And realizing how much a spirit is being broke, you know. Obviously, I mean, I am not being a coach has got to be one of the hardest jobs. I, I really do think it's one of the hardest jobs because you nobody's happy, right? Nobody's You on the flip side though, Kels, you
0: do have assistant coaches as well, though, to help right. take the burden off of you. And I am not saying that those coaches are bad, but that's for any coaching staff. They and have I mean, assistant coaches and they have trainers that can help. Uh, you know, uh, eliminate some of the pressure that
3: they have to run that team. Right. I just feel like I think I wanted my message to be like, be, find, um, just be gentle. Have some gentleness not in your heart, not as far as being gentle to the boys on an outward thing, mm-hmm. um, but as far as like notice what's happening with your team. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you see a kid that has this skill level and then you're obviously not even talking to him, um, let alone giving him an opportunity. As a coach, you know, don't keep that many players if you just want to have them sitting on the bench.
0: Right. right. Um, they just use it for the practice squad and let the starters rest so they can still go through plays. That's when they're right. probably getting their time in is doing practice.
3: Well, the sad part is uh, this team has basically, I mean, many of our games have been 50-some points to, like, 14
1: Hmm.
3: Um, they've lost two games, and those were games that they played at um, played bigger schools, um, like Marion, which is where my son will go- be going next year. Okay. Um, but it is, and we've always been like within one to two points with them. It was like those were our biggest competitors mm-hmm. Cause this squad of boys is really good, but we got spanked by them this year.
1: Wow. Okay.
3: Yeah, but again, Tykeau didn't even hit the court. Like. He literally sat the bench that whole game.
0: So my question to you, Kels, now he's going to Marion, correct?
3: Well, we're planning on switching in next year. Okay. And okay, that, okay. Um, and the chances—I mean, he'll have to work to even make a team. There. And that's, that's what I was about to ask. Now, if that's one
0: of the powerhouses in the area, and he's not playing currently where he's at, right? What What would be your thoughts on him even? You know, potentially even making that team—is it something realistic, or is it kind of just like he just want to just just get away from that environment, just have a new fresh start, and whatever happens happens. Will he be cool either way? So that's kind of my thought process uh, with the Yeah,
2: trackers. I mean basketball. I think that he'll be able to make it. Okay. I think he'll be
3: able to make the team for
2: sure. Okay.
3: Um, being a starter, probably not. Okay. I think that he'll have to work really hard to ever get to that point. Mm-hmm. I guess my whole thing was. Um, I just didn't want him to be discriminated against, and it, again, it's not the racial thing. I'm not gonna say it's the racial thing. I'm gonna say because it wasn't a kid they liked,
2: gotcha.
3: quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. Understand? He's not one of the kids that's part of the dad club. Um, and so yeah. I just didn't. It didn't feel. I'm like. I'm sure there's
2: politics over there, so too.
0: It, 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 it's politics
2: everywhere. We all know that. Uh, so,
0: have, have Tykella ever came to you and brought up anything about race? Oh,
1: yeah,
3: for sure. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, we've had different instances, um, not necessarily in the sports, mm-hmm. but as far as in the school, um, where we've had some things where I've had to address um yeah, cuz I mean, he's definitely experienced a lot more than my daughter ever did. Okay. Um so I don't know if that makes because he's a boy. I don't I don't know why. Um but he's definitely experienced a lot more of that negativity than she did. Mm-hmm. I feel like sh- she didn't have to deal with that as much. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's part of maybe that's the school and that's where it's been a hard thing because it's like I want him to have his best education and kind of um, that's why I had him here. Right. And that's why it's been tough to make this decision. Um, and it isn't just sports, um, the reason for us to change schools. Okay. It's more of just um,
2: being in a place where he feels more diverse.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: I, understand. Um, I understand.
3: Because I, 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 it, you don't notice it. It's almost like at a certain age they start to see a young black child right male right.
2: in a different light right. and I never, these are things that I'm learning because right. obviously um, in society I follow everything, I know all the things that are going on in society as far as that right. but to watch that sort of happen to your own child yeah. um, just based on the way that he looks is shocking when it's a place that he's been going since he was in kindergarten these aren't new people right. these aren't new parents right. it's, it, he's been going to school with them since he was five years old yeah um so i guess in a sense it was a little bit like man like you well, know like Al roker and Tamron hall for uh for the today show i'm just you know talking a little you know
0: uh, off the of but they got uh, uh replaced or um was is in the process of getting replaced by a young lady i don't know her name but That kind of blew my mind to your point. They've been working together on that time slot for so long, but now someone come um, out of nowhere that isn't black and now take them from their spot, or allegedly um, taking them from their spot. So, yeah, I just have to add that two cents in there.
3: Um, I just, I think the biggest lesson I wanted him to learn is life isn't gonna be fair. Right. It's just not, and. That's in the work, and, and that's what his dad has said, you know, just like his daddy's like, you know, I've, promotions have happened for other people, and I was looked past, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you, you gotta be working ten times harder, you got you gotta be the person that, you know, and you can't let, get a chip on your shoulder. Right. Right. Cause attitude
2: isn't going to help anybody. No. That's just just their new excuse. Right, 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 right. Then you got a bad attitude, so we're not going to, you know, you got a bad attitude. Yeah, yeah, and that's good that
0: you and his father are tag teaming in developing uh, Tykeal. That's huge because uh, most parents that are not together is usually like, oh, just talk to your mama or just talk to your father, without you know doing it together. So.
3: Now, to you, me and can yeah. pretty much communicate on a daily basis. Um, because I think that we realize, like, our love for our kids is is always going to be top priority. Good. You know? And everything that happened in our relationship, you know, I will, I love him as a person. We just weren't meant to be together as a couple. I understand. I understand. Uh-uh, but, you know, I'll forever love him and respect him and vice versa. We have a lot we were, grew up together, you know, I mean I've known him more in my life now than <laughs> got, with right? I... Right, I mean like I know, like I've spent more of my life it, with him in it than not in it at right. this point in my life so, um, because even though when people split up, you know, being parents, you know, you're forever going to be in each other's lives and um so Some I love him Some will unfortunately friend friend. Huh? Some will say unfortunately <laughs> Well, some will say, unfortunately, and then sometimes it doesn't happen. You know, sometimes there's an absent parent. Um, But I thank God that that didn't happen. I thank God, you know, even though I'm a single mom, I've always felt like I had him. I could always go to him. Like, I've always had him, like, be supportive. Even if we didn't agree on things, we could talk about it, you know. And we've had our ups and downs, believe me. It's not all peaches and cream. But for the (laughs) most part, you know... We're in a good we, we've grown and matured and got to a good place and we definitely know that you know
2: making the best choices for our kids has been priority for us. And that's a good
0: thing and I really really look to hear about Ty experience with the new transition. so please keep me informed on that and I'm definitely uh, definitely excited to hear what's going to happen with that transition. So you know the I Super Bowl. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I definitely stay in contact with, with you with that. So um, the Super Bowl, as you know, is in Houston. So uh, <laughs> yes. what are your
2: plans for this weekend? Oh my gosh. You know what? What day is the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, now, Kels, I'm going to get on you now, Kels. Now I got to treat you like I do Big Roy. Um, <laughs> I just
0: need
1: a day. Is this the fifth?
0: the 5th? See, now I got to double check today, too. I got things plan. uh, Yes, it's on the
2: 5th. Yes. Oh, my gosh. My daughter is clueless.
3: (laughs) (laughs) She's clueless, but so am I, because we are having Denny's first birthday on the 5th. Nobody has mentioned that that is Super Bowl. <clears throat>
2: yeah, yeah, it's on the 5th. But, it, well, on a positive note, depending on what time you have the party, the Super Bowl usually don't start until about five 45, 6-ish at the very latest. Yeah. So you might have well, time to... Yeah, we we'll of people and food, so we really are just going to have a birthday slash Super Bowl party. There yeah, you go. Kill two birds with one stone. The reason why I asked, too, y'all, if
0: y'all did not know... Hales is a fantasy football player, which kind of caught me by surprise. So, <laughs>
2: and a former champ. Okay. you? So you are a former champ. I am. I won my very. I won my rookie year.
0: Wow. So how long have yeah. you been doing fantasy football total? Total years. Since
2: 2008.
0: Wow. And then this past year, you got you. You
2: were in third place, correct? Yes. So did you bring yeah. out one of our fellow podcasters? Uh, I did. I did, who oh, he has been in the playoffs for two years in a row and <laughs> just can't seem to get the crown. Uh, so shout out to D from Pepper and the Salt Shaker. D what's going uh, on, buddy? Well, uh well, uh, uh, but I beat mean, him out, so I got my 150. 150 go. third place. Uh, that ain't bad. That, that ain't bad. So, all our brother, the big homie, asking for an invitation for next
0: season. That's all. That's all
2: uh, I'm asking. When they come around, just, just hit me up. <laughs> We need to get a podcast league. That'll that be good too.
0: Yeah, we definitely uh, had a good show, and I yeah. uh, appreciate you allowing me into your world behind the scenes.
3: Thank you. I appreciate having being on the show. I love your show. You're doing awesome things and keep it up because oh, I'm definitely a fan of it. So. I appreciate that. I
2: definitely appreciate that. And for that pod for the podcast fantasy football pool or league, please hit myself, to- yeah, myself or Kales. Yes. D from the Pepper and the Shaker. Just we need to figure that out within the next few months. Yes, we do because we need to have a pod squad fantasy football league. That would be super fun. I'm down. each other. That would be fun. <laughs> I i with fantasy football now. I've gotten a little too deep into it, but it's me. so fun. How'd you end up doing?
1: I, I lost oh, the you don't it. I lost to the championship.
2: But you made it to the championship. Yeah, but I want it all. I'm gonna go. If I'm gonna go to the top. I want to be the-, the winner. I want to get that crown. A- nah, no, first or last, last type of mentality. Yeah, that's, that's it. There's it. nothing in between. But you didn't get no money. I mean, I was about that money. Well, yeah, I mean, I got a little something, but it still wasn't the, the number one spot. Right. I, I know. I want my name on the um, trophy. See what I'm That's saying? N- yeah. It's big time. It's bigger, it's bigger than the money for me. I want my name on the trophy. Money can come and go. Right. But that that, that name plate on that trophy or that plaque is huge. Right. That's what I'm want to be on that trophy. Well, yeah, definitely, uh, listeners, especially for my podcasters, please keep us in mind, but we'll keep you in mind as we get closer. And, Kels, where can they find the podcast and your social media outlets? Um, we are on iTunes. You gotta put the ampersand sign, real, ampersand, raw podcast. Um, we are on SoundCloud, we are on Google Play and Stitcher. Pretty much anywhere where you can find a podcast, you can find us. Um, I think we are now on Delstar Star Radio, too. I worked with them, DellStar.com. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you need to peep that to see. I think we uh, we were in the works of that. So, um, they also have um, TOS is on, that, on with them. Cool. So, Cherry kind of introduced us, introduced us us to each other so that was cool shout out to Cherry Um, so yeah you can find us anywhere um, that you can find podcasts we drop every Thursday and uh, we're also on Twitter real and raw You know, yes, then, I appreciate uh, Than podcasts and fantasy football, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, there's more to sport. Right. Yes, yeah. yes, ma'am. There's yes, ma'am. life lessons born or, or coming out of it. You yes, know. Ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, right. everybody, this episode will be out within the next few days because your show's up on Thursday. My other one, John.